Recording live from Studio Chanteau, outside of Detroit, Michigan, you're listening to Scotty Freytown and Tyler Dean, The Outside Blitz! And welcome everybody to The Outside Blitz, I am your host, the fabulous one, Scotty Freytown, along with the very testy Tyler Dean. A little bit. You're a little grumpy. A little bit. A little grumpy. I mean, could it have anything to do with linebackers retiring? No. <laughs> not at all. Uh, has a lot to do with other reasons that I'm not going to speak no, on the air. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. Though, uh, we're, we're getting an early morning Saturday recording session in today on cut day. So it's a, a good way to start today. Cut day, official uh, cut down. For every, every team's got to get down to their 53-man roster. And mo- most of it, they're already done or close <clears> some... Oh yeah, it got to be done at four o'clock. But I'd say over half are either done or have most of them um, submitted in. Yeah, I mean, we we saw. I think it was Carolina just went off. It was <laughs> they they cut like I mean, I'm willing to bet probably twenty guys. Um, so we are right on the cusp of the NFL season. Next Thursday, this upcoming Thursday is going to be the the game one of Week One. Very excited for that. Um, Tyler, are you ready for football? It. You know, normally it seems like the off, the off season is just drags, but this one feels like it, it kind of went by really fast. It went which by is, quick, which is amazing because now we have football and I'm happy again. Well, I'm still testy, but yeah. I'm, I'm happy for the most part. And, and he's a grumpy sob today, but we we we're gonna get to a lot of news today. Um, yeah, some pull your cut there out for for simple. Uh, I'm gonna have contracts. to. I'm gonna have to. Um, and and then on top of it all, we're going to be next. So we're we're doing kind of a double whammy show this week. We're going to be doing. The Saturday morning recording for Cut Day, and then we're going to be going into our every Wednesday routine, um, and we're going to be recording every Wednesday moving forward. So we, we're going to be doing like a double whammy this week, yes. getting our predictions in. So, for the, for, so just like last time, whoever shows on Wednesday, and Scott won't get the shows out till Tuesday. You need to calm down, <laughs> all right? There has been life going on. I am a grumpy old man, um, yeah, not as grumpy now. as you are today, but you need to calm down, okay? I haven't had my caffeine yet. And you're over here making jokes. I'm gonna smack the crap out of you. But anyway, anyway, I digress. Now we're we're going into um, we got to talk about the biggest news. Uh, I I would argue probably within the last decade regarding uh, an NFL player. I mean, there hasn't been a whole lot of news like this. But Andrew Luck, uh, we know uh, last week he retired what? at age 29. When did that happen? You're a, such a dolt. Um, he retired last week, age 29. That guy, and it sucks for us because we're card-carrying members of the Andrew Luck fan club. And those cars are still fresh, too. They're still in, like, mint condition. They're they're brand new. Um, and, and there's, uh, number one, I guess the first question comes in, Tyler, where do the Colts go from here? And are the Colts going to be able to still be contenders in the AFC South, or you know, what what is the plan there? Not this year. There's there's no way you're gonna, you can be contending this year um, without Luck. Um, even you said without it, with his lingering injury, if Luck can't play, the Colts are going to the bottom of the division in what's been a very um, competitive division. Now, now Jacoby Brissett, we we've seen Brissett has been a serviceable quarterback in the past. I, I think a lot of people are discounting him a little bit. Um, and okay. his amazing Twitter account, uh, but I digress. With that, Jacoby, um, he he's a, a decent quarterback. I, and the question comes in: Was it a Belichick system thing, or was it? A of Jacoby course, Brissett it was. Thing? I mean, the games he had to start in, in 
in us in Indy, we're terrible. Well, I mean, I guess. I mean, we we got to find out. We got to find out where exactly he's going to go. But Jacoby Brissett is slated to be the starter. Um, the and and you know, Andrew Luck retires amid you know a lot of injuries and whatever the case may be. We know the guy's been hurt for the last like four years. He's a tremendous quarterback. He was a tremendous player. Um, and and we're, we're, there's kind of like a uh, uh, a very angry banter going on amongst fans and amongst uh, uh, analysts and players, uh, you know, regarding this retirement. There's there's a lot of like like irritation going on there about yeah. about you know why he retired and and you know I, I don't think people are necessarily as angry about why he retired. I mean, I get it. Like absolutely, I hundred ten percent get it. Um, same time, think about it. The, the guy knew he had injuries. Let's uh, let's not play like he didn't know he had a calf injury. Let's not play like he didn't know these things. I mean, if it was plaguing you that much, and you were thinking, and you were you were going to wind up retiring, why would you wait until two weeks before the season? I guess so, that's the case. I think that's where the anger is at. Um, I I honestly think that it's due to he he really didn't know. He didn't know yeah. what he wanted to do, and I don't think he intentionally said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna f- the Colts and yeah. and uh, and retire just before the season starts." And, and that's not who Andrew is. I, I don't, I don't think that's that's uh, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I but you know, that's where a lot of the hostility I think lies is that people are going, "Well, hey, man, you knew about these injuries. You entered, you know, your rehab in February, and you." You wound up screwing us. Otherwise, we would have made a move. And I think that's where the hostility lies. I don't think anybody's angry about the fact that the guy retired because of injuries. I mean, you got to do what's best for you and your family. You can be upset that um that this happened this late, but at the same time, I'm disappointed in the fan base for for doing it the way they did. Mm-hmm. Like, like this this man has um has made you your your team contenders for the for the better part of the last decade. Right. And and let's also understand that that uh, football fans are fickle. They really are. They're they're yeah. very fickle, and and that's kind of what we've grown to expect. Is is you know football fans? Oh, you're not with us. You're against us. Oh, you're walking out on us. Oh, you're leaving. You know they they get really upset about those types of things. So to to not expect it, I mean, as classless as as we thought it was, and whatever the case may be, um, I, it's it's really the you know you're pushing that fine line of of going too far, and I think a lot of people feel like Colts fans went too far. Um, I agree. I think the Colts fans went too far. Same time, I understand. You know, I understand where where they're at, and I understand the thought process. So, I mean, it's it, and it, whether you agree with it or you don't, it, it, at the very least, you have to understand. Oh, I definitely you understand know? it. But I guess I'm another, another thing I bring up, and Andrew's Lux obviously in a very bad place mentally with the whole thing too. Yeah. Um, I saw this on Facebook, and I, I couldn't help but agree with it. I'm like, normally, I don't bring up the um, hot topics on this, but I'm, I'm going to in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone always talks about um, if, you, if you're hurting mentally, this is how you feel in a certain um, state, and, you're, and, and, and they go, tell someone about it, talk about it. And luck did, and you got kind of chastised for it. It's like it, right? it continues to make people scared to, to, to talk about their feelings in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even talking about like, ignore football. Like when Andrew Luck was talking, you could see he was hurting. Yeah, is Andrew Luck the person? And, hurting, and, and he kind of got there. chastised for it in a way, and it, it almost kind of made like maybe maybe he shouldn't have said anything, right? But you need to, you have to, but uh, you know, for for your own it, health, you have to. It, and it, it goes back to the thing of not, um, football fans aren't fickle; people are fickle. Yeah, people, you're, you're absolutely right. You're um, absolutely they, right. 
they, they, they judge conversations and topics based on what serves them in that in that specific environment. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those fans who are booing them would, would also say, yeah, you should speak up if you're hurting, but not when it's going to affect my football team. And, and those same fans were the same fans, you know, calling them a hero and saying they loved them and whatever the case may be six months ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, we got to remember that. I mean, and Andrew Luck, I, I wish him all the best in his, his retirement. I think he's a tremendous, tremendous player. He, he was for the last decade. Um, when he came out in that draft, I mean, I put a lot of stock in that guy. I mean, I remember saying, you know what, RG3 is going to be a bust, and Andrew Luck's the best quarterback to, to enter the draft. Andrew Luck entered the draft, and Andrew Luck proved to be the best quarterback that entered that draft. So, I mean, in, in really, he... Well, I guess, in a way, you got to argue he's, been, he's the second best. Why? In a way, because... Um, the guy who got drafted under them later on, Russell Wilson, got a Super Bowl and made a couple uh, more appearances. But, I don't know about all that. But you know, but you know what I mean. Like right. it's not the luck versus RG three. It's you're talking luck and Wilson show. Yeah, yeah. And and realistically, I think I think Russell Wilson statistically luck's the better quarterback. Yeah. But but you you can't discount Wilson. I can't. I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't discount the things that luck or that or that uh, um, that he's done. So I mean, it, it's. Russell Wilson's a great quarterback, but I digress. When it comes to Andrew Luck, I think Andrew Luck was the best quarterback to come out of that draft, and I think he got sucked into a team that wasn't as ready as the team that Russell Wilson They pulled. finally got him the help he needed to protect him, and it's just right. too little too late. All forlorn there. Um, moving on, we've got some other stories around the league. Uh, well, we're going to go ahead and start with, with Taylor Luan. Um, suspended four games. He he had a uh, PED violation. Wound up pe- he basically he pissed dirty, and then after he goes and he he, he pees in a cup, it comes back dirty. He go and he knew it was going to be dirty. He goes on social media says, "Hey guys, I'm going to wind up getting suspended. Just throwing that out there." Um. So and and then a couple weeks later he got suspended. Um. He knew straight up it was coming. Um, I, I appreciate his honesty. At the same time, it sucks for a Titans team who has a guy that is essentially one of the heart and soul type of guys of that offense. Yeah, they're gonna. Th- this is gonna be a big hit for the first four games. And oh, it will. And what we thought was gonna be a very competitive division, but now it's looking like Jacksonville and Houston have four games to uh, take a big leap. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's even gonna be Jacksonville taking a huge leap. I, I, a lot of people are still putting a lot of stock in Nick Foles that I don't. I don't. Oh, think is I, all there. I'm not either. But I'm, I think there's two teams a chance to, to get ahead. Yeah, I, I think you're going to see Houston run away with that division and, and just spank everybody. Houston's going to be a monster. With, with in the Colts division. out of the equation, Houston's going to run away. Right. I, I think it's their division to lose at this point. You you have uh, a great quarterback. You have a, a great receiver over there. You, I mean, you got a, a few great receivers over there. Um, it, it now becomes Houston's division to lose. Uh, Taylor Lewan will be out for the first four games of the year. He comes back, and and you got one of the big problems is protection from Mariota over there in, in Tennessee. So that that raises the question of uh, you know how is uh, how is he going to fare? The the Colts losing luck though. I almost want to talk about this for a quick second, I and mean, we'll talk more on Wednesday. But it opens up the door because I mean, remember I was pretty locked in of of the of Colts, Houston, Chiefs, and Chargers playoffs right. and other divisions. Colts out of the equation opens up the door for a Jacksonville or like a Ravens or a Steelers slash Browns just to to make things interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to make the second wild card spot interesting, and it's interesting. At least it's interesting that you actually bring up uh, the Chargers. I'm going to jump to the the AFC West there. 
Uh, Chargers, the, the Pro Bowl safety, Derwin James, injures his foot. He's placed on IR. He's got to have foot surgery. A huge, That's a huge big hit. loss for the Chargers. Um, the, at this point, you know, and, and really when you're in that division and you're taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, which, I mean, that's going to be your primary contention going into everything. And and who's out there making the plays? Is guy, are there's got Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill, and you need all the help you can get, and your Pro Bowl, All-Pro, monster second year uh, arguably on um, best safety of the game but definitely top five safety oh for sure derwin james i mean he was a rookie last year he had a tremendous year second year safety monster year coming up and then he injures his foot and he's out that's going to kill them going into uh, this whole thing that that really is going to kill them that's uh, a nasty hit yeah and and uh they they found their their backup but it, it's not looking very promising i'm gonna just throw Did that they just lose someone else i heard a few months ago uh, I'd have to look back into it, but I, I know they lost Derwin James. Um, we, it, it's a, it's a sad thing to watch a, a, especially a young player go down like that. I don't, I don't like seeing a young guy go down, especially one that's just getting hot. Cause then you don't know if he's ever going to recover. You know, yeah. like you, you don't know. I mean, all the great ones do, but you don't know if he's going to come back from that and really just rock it. So there's there's uh, an issue there. Um, another guy that that is he's going to be undergoing knee surgery. Uh, DK Metcalf gets uh, picked up by the Seahawks, and uh, in the draft, he's a rookie. He's going to be undergoing some uh, knee surgery. They said he might be out for a few weeks. He might miss the first couple of weeks of the year. Does this damage the Seahawks at all? It puts a lot of pressure on Tyler Lockett because yes. their other guys also hurt. Yep. Um, and Doug Baldwin's gone. Doug Baldwin's gone. I can't, I can't think of the guy's name, but the guy who's supposed to be number two, so that's number three over there. Yeah. But now it's the Lockett show until uh, uh, Metcalf can come back. And and their their big safety valve there is Luke Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> is that tight end? And the, the actor? Yeah, right. No, right. Um, no this is a, this kind of a hit. Um, for Metcalf's sake, at least um, he didn't. The injury happened when it did, and so he got most of his training camp in. Right. So it's not like he's missing a lot of um, comfortability time with with Russell, but but it is it's it is weeks off. It's uh, it's it's time off. That's a, it's a, it's a big deal. And and do I think I personally I think DK Metcalf's a bust. I, I think he's going to wind up being a bust. One of the big problems with DK was injuries. One of the big problems with DK was lack of production for me. I don't necessarily buy DK Metcalf. Um, but because of his placement on their depth chart, he winds up being a big hit for that team. And and uh, does is it going to suck for Russell Wilson to not have those weapons? Well, we're going to see how good Russell Wilson actually is when he doesn't have the Doug Baldwins, when he doesn't have a, a nice one-two punch at receiver. We're going to see if he can get the job done with a hodgepodge, ragtag group of players. But, I don't know, um, Russell kind of created Doug Baldwin in a way, so I, so I, think, it's, I think it's doable. In a way, but Doug Baldwin, you, you can't say that like, like a guy doesn't um, evolve into something better because of it, regardless of whether or not he created him. Um, you can't say that a guy didn't, you know, Doug Baldwin, okay, Russell Wilson had that one good first starting year with him, and then Doug Baldwin exploded. But when Doug Baldwin exploded, Doug Baldwin became a crafty, wily, um, solid, strong receiver that was hitting 1,000-yard seasons. Doug Baldwin became a number one because Doug Baldwin evolved and learned how to be a number one. 
Um, at the end of the day, it, he still had to, to figure it out. Um, do I think Tyler Lockett is capable? Absolutely. Tyler, Tyler Lockett's a different receiver, though, than Doug Baldwin was. Definitely different style. Um, Tyler Lockett's a speed burner, whereas Doug Baldwin was a in-the-trenches kind of guy, which kind of sucked for Doug Baldwin because that's the reason he got hurt. But um, that's kind of where we're at there. Which means you may turn out having to use Lockett in more of the, the slot speed versus the deep speed because Russell doesn't got the, the, the deep ball strength that, that most other quarterbacks have. Um, He's a more accurate quarterback, but he hasn't got like that I don't know about Huge that. deep ball. When, when uh, Wilson really chucks the ball downfield, I mean, he can probably take it a good 60 to 70 yards. I mean, he uh, does he have the Aaron Rodgers arm? Probably not. But, you know, he's got a hell of an arm. Um, I, I just think that if you're going to open up that deep ball or if you're going to open up lanes, then you're going to have to utilize uh, uh, other receivers. And I don't know that they're going to take other receivers as seriously. You might see a guy emerge in that depth chart um, pretty soon. Now, another receiver that got hurt um, the equanimous St. Brown, Equanimius, I, I forgot how you pronounce his name, but St. Brown from the Packers, he suffers a high ankle sprain. He's out four to six weeks. Um, that's going to be a huge, huge hit for the Packers, given their depleted receiving core. Now that Randall Cobb's gone, um, I mean, Devontae Adams is always great, and that's fantastic, but St. Brown was a big part of that, that uh, offense last year. Yeah, oh yeah. So, I mean, you, that, that's going to be a, a tough one. It's they basically to, lose their number their their number two slash three over there. Well, now um, th- th- that just means that Geronimo Allison's going to have to step it up and, and kick it into gear and help this team out. Right, and Geronimo Allison's a good receiver. I think he's capable of being a number two. I, I just don't buy him as as much of a kind of a big play guy. I think he he um, he fills a role. You know, he'll he'll get some good passes every now and then. But I don't think Geronimo Allison is a beast. Um, He's he's going to have his work cut out for him, and and uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, we know he can get it done with whoever he's got. We know Aaron Rodgers can get it done. The big question for Aaron Rodgers is, will the O line protect him enough to do it? So that'll be entertaining. Uh, we had Jordan Reed. Um, he in, got he got injured against Keanu Neal. Uh, had a concussion. I think he's been since out of concussion protocol. But that's a huge one. Um, head injuries are never fun. Head injuries are never good. Uh, post-concussion syndrome is a thing, and Keanu Neal is a big, nasty hitter. Um, he's a big, nasty hitting type of safety. You know he likes to just just belt guys, and uh, he got fined for a helmet-to-helmet hit. It was nasty, but it was a late hit, but at the end of the day, Jordan Reed winds up in concussion protocol. If you're the Redskins, are you concerned about the health of Jordan Reed going into the season, even though he's past concussion protocol? With how injury prone Jordan Reed has been, and that's what I was gonna say is, like, yeah, you're concerned, but at the same time, um, yeah, the concussions you, you can't put those in the same category as normal injuries, right? But at the same time, every year it seems like we're talking about Jordan Jordan Reed, and oh, here, here's the year he's gonna do something good, and then he misses like five, six games. Yeah, he'll, he'll be he'll he always starts the season hot. He he really does. He always starts the season you know in a big way, and then he falls apart. Um, I take issue with with uh, Jordan Reed in that aspect. I think he can be a, a, a top of the line, beat him down kind of kind of player, um, kind of tight end where he he catches the ball, puts his shoulder down, and and knocks guys over. But um, yeah, that's that. I'm concerned about the health of Jordan Reed. I think that Jordan Reed is if he keeps getting hit like that. I mean, if he's about two big hits away from being done. 
So I yeah, I, I I agree there. He's, he's going to wind up being like Andrew Luck, where he's retiring at thirty, you know, and and being done in his career. Nobody wants to see that. But Jordan Reed has to to create a little bit of um, durability. You have to get in in better shape so you're not getting hurt all the time. Some guys' bodies just aren't made for football. I think. You know, I mean, with certain guys getting hurt all the time. And, and obviously the concussion's a different thing. It's more of a hit thing. Right. At the same time, though, you're missing time. Your body's now resting and not staying in football shape is the big thing. There. Exactly. Um, another guy that got hurt will miss the 2019 campaign. This one was a big one, and that one had to hurt you on the inside. Tavon Young, uh, the Ravens corner, he's going to miss the 2019 campaign. He's got a neck injury. It's going to require surgery. Um Tyler, you're the Ravens guy here. He had just signed that big big contract on be, being the highest paid nickel corner in the league. Um, so he, he's, he's def- is definitely a big hit. But on the other end of it, if there, there's probably only one team in the league right now that, that could withstand a uh, injury to, to the um, cornerback depth. You're right. And it's the Ravens. Because num- number three in the depth chart is Brandon Carr. Yeah. Like, we're still sitting. Now, I don't know if Carr is a... Um, if Carr is necessarily a slot corner per se, um, Carr Carr never really played in the slot. He was always an outside corner. So you're going to have to take one of your corners from the outside yeah, and move him into the Jim, slot. Jimmy's probably going to be is probably going to help out with the with the nickel yeah. aspect of things. I mean that's that I, I think Jimmy's going to wind up being on the field at all times, but they're going to have to to change their packages because you're not going to move Jimmy Smith off the field. No, but I, I think you're going to wind up changing your packages a little bit and having to move him from outside to that nickel spot. Is gonna you know it you're it's gonna really depend on the, on the difference of the play calling and it's also gonna depend on where certain receivers are lined up. You yeah, and you you got two um um Wiley veterans in Jimmy and and Carr that that, that they'll make it they'll make it happen they'll, they'll make, make it work. work yeah um with Humphrey being the, the being the younger eventually gonna take over this team though mm-hmm. let's be clear there yeah you're probably gonna let him stay on the outside and. Uh, and continue to craft his skill to be that that next uh, that shutdown top corner. five shutdown yeah. corner. So I think Brandon Carr and Jimmy and probably a little help from the depth. Yeah, because I can't. Ima- I, I haven't seen a lot of the depth. Average's not bad, right? Um, but you, you don't know how these guys are going to play until they're out there. You're going to see um, Avery Averett out there having to um, help pick up the slack a little bit. Yeah, one guy might might turn into uh, you know an Xavier yeah, Rose or whatever. You know, because yeah, you got to imagine if, if Tavon Young was your four guy listed or slash three guy or whatever, your 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 depth doesn't go from this to garbage. Like like it, right. it's normally a gradual slide. I'd, I'd feel pretty good having him as my number three. I'm not going. Oh lie. yeah, <laughs> the safety cushion is now gone. Right, but but Ravens did have the depth to be able to withstand the shot. Yeah, the shot's now there. This is now the second season that Tavon Young will have to miss mm-hmm. going on the IR. So now um, his long-term health is now in question. I mean, can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? That's the big question. Another guy, and and now a team that did not have the depth, um, was, and that was the main reason they were signing all these, these linebackers, was the Jets. And the Jets had Avery Williamson. He suffered a torn ACL uh, last week, and, and he will be out for the whole year, obviously. Um, that's a painful hit. That is a team leader for the New York Jets. We know it's a team leader. He's one of the best linebackers, one of the best players they have, and now he's out for the rest of the year. Are the New York Jets? I mean, they were already in trouble, I think, from the get. But now, how he's outside, right? Outside linebacker. Yeah, yeah. How how far in trouble are the Jets at this well, point? Well, 
So they're gonna need to, they're gonna lean on they're gonna need to lean on support from their two new big acquisitions they got in middle linebacker. Right. Mosley and uh oh, oh what's his name? I'm losing it right now. Mm. I will take a look. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about though. Yep. Like um they're both they're both 26, 27. Um you're gonna have to rely on them to kind of help the Jets out on that outside uh limit because you're you're gonna be weaker there. So um one of your two middle linebackers because they do run that three four. Yep. Are gonna have to um lean for some for some support. And really, when it comes to outside linebackers, one of the primary things um, as far as as an outside guy. Uh, it depends on how his tackling is because they the, there's a lot of teams there. Um, are we talking Blake Cashman? Because I know they have Jordan Jenkins over there. Actually, I think it is Avery Williamson. So that, so that, I think he's middle linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. So they're so they're they're shredded a little bit at middle linebacker. So Mosley's going to step it up mm-hmm. to um to soften the blow. I mean, and it's not it's not horrible. It's it's not. I mean, it's not horrible. Let's look. At, I'm just taking a look at their depth chart here. You got Brandon Copeland, who's on suspension. You got uh, C.J. Mosley. You got Neville Hewitt, who's now going to be taking over. Yeah, so, so you got three, four. Everyone right. was the other guy. And then you got Daryl Roberts on the other side. But I mean, if you look at at the the depth, they, they do have Brian Poole. Oh, I'm sorry, not Daryl Roberts. I'm, I'm looking at Jordan Jenkins here. Jordan Jenkins is going to be there. So you got Jenkins, Mosley, Hewitt, and Copeland. Copeland's on suspension, which basically means Harvey Lange is going to wind up being the guy unless Blake Cashman gets healthy. If Blake Cashman gets healthy, I could see him getting in. I don't see him putting Ja'Kai Polite in. Albert, you'll probably have um, McLean in there before Polite. Um, McLean's a good um, journeyman type of player. I mean, not great, but he can he can get the job done in short term. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it. Um, if it was me, if if he becomes healthy, Blake Cashman all day. All day, um, I would I would put him in, even though he's a fifth round pick. Cashman, we we saw him in college. He's a good player. I I would put him in in that situation, but maybe that's just me. Um, the Jets outside linebacker, like I said, Brandon Copeland, he is suspended four games for a PED violation. Um, no surprise there, but it is a hit to that linebacking squad. They're going to have a, a tough, you know, first couple of games. I think finding their groove. Getting their defense back into you know full swing, and kind of figuring out what in the hell they want to do um, over there. So I mean that's that's going to be um, that's going to be a, a tough loss for them. Now we have uh, we we've got to talk about um, you know this this Melvin Gordon holdout. I want to get to that because we we've been uh, holding off on this thing for a minute. Uh, Melvin Gordon. His holdout is expected to last until next season, right? Right. Um, we were talking about Melvin Gordon on the last show, talking about how how uh, we feel like Austin Eckler could be the guy that that um, takes over in that situation. Is Melvin Gordon going to get traded this year, Tyler? I I think he will. I I think after the whole Bell thing, this they're going to get ahead of it and just take care of it now. And yeah, move on from it. Now, is Austin Eckler going to be the guy? I, I still stand by. I think he can be. I think he can be as well. Now, Melvin Gordon, um, he, I, I don't know if it's the smartest thing for him to do to hold out until till next season. But um, see, this whole I, holdout thing kind of pisses me out. Like the Bell thing made sense because he was past his he was contract. He, he was getting franchise. He chose tag. not to sign up the franchise right. tag. Franchise tag season means that you're not actually on contract. It's kind of like a, like a a quick a quick extension, just a one year. Right. Um. <laughs> 
they 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 picked up his fifth year option. He's got one more year in his contract. Well, well, really, he's he's on year four of five. This would be year four of five for him. So he's two years no. before his his time is up. He wants his extension early. He, no, he's in year five. Is this year five for him? He, he got he got drafted in twenty fifteen. So he got played the fifteen season, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, going into nineteen. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So oh, I'm, I'm got, sorry. I'm thinking of Ezekiel. Yeah, so he's got he's got he's in year five of five. He's still mm-hmm. got and. I'll bring up Ezekiel Elliott too. He's in year four or five. Yep. To me, holdouts don't make sense when you still got contracts left. Right. What's it matter if, if you sign tomorrow? You're still going to make the same amount of money for those last two seasons. It doesn't start until the right. new contract starts. So if they gave Elliott um hundred million dollars to throw something obnoxious out there, mm-hmm. you're not going to you're not going to see any of that money until it'd be the nineteen twenty one season, right? So it, wh- it, it doesn't make any why sense. Why be dicking around? It doesn't make any sense. Well, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what it is and. Here, here comes Testy Tyler out at the polls oh, right God. now. What it is is he wants to get that guaranteed money locked in, so there's nothing they, they can do about it if he gets hurt. Right. That's what it is. Right. And and we we have seen Melvin Gordon get hurt in the past and be out for several games. Yep. Uh, he was hurt last year. He was out for a couple games. Um, he wants to lock in that money, that guaranteed money. So if he gets something, an injury that's more significant, it's like sorry, you're we already signed. Right. And so to me, I I. I'm with you. I, I don't like the fact that guys are holding out beforehand. I feel like um, team, the, the players are trying to take the league hostage in a way. You know, they're trying to take owners hostage in a way and take their money hostage in a way. Um, I think it's greedy. What I'd be doing, because teams can do it, most don't because of the publicity it gets. Right. Is um, if uh, Zeke and Gordon want to sit out, okay, you go for it. Because teams have the right. To extend your contract out, like they didn't play this season, like much like an IR right, injury, right? You go, you go on IR, your contract goes like, well, this season doesn't count and right. gets shifted. So they could just let Zeke and and Gordon um, sit out their days, yep, on the bench and not get paid. And if they don't ever want to play, they still have two seasons left. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Jones, um, Jerry Jones, you know Ezekiel Elliott. This got, was stupid. He got very upset because. Uh, after Tony Pollard goes into a preseason game, has a monster game, uh, Jerry Jones goes and makes an offhanded Zeke Who comment. It was a joke. And, and, and as much as a joke as it was, um, on top of it all, Jerry Jones goes out there. They've been arguing with, with Elliot over his contract. And mind you, we understand that Ezekiel Elliott is the heart and soul of that team as far as, as that offense goes. But he goes out and he gives in in they've been in some stiff contract negotiations with the inside linebacker Jalen Smith and I, I a lot of people look at it as Jerry Jones making a point um and just saying okay fine and he goes and signs Jalen Smith to a five-year 64 million dollar extension now Jalen Smith is definitely worth that money yes. we know he is he's a good player um great but when we when we start talking about about um Jalen Smith uh, and, and Jerry Jones and Ezekiel Elliott and all this stuff. I agree with you. I don't think players should be going. Well, I, I'm going to hold out until I'm going to hold out until uh, uh, I get what I want. Well, you can't do that. That's that's just not reasonable. Um, I'm I'm going to hold out in year four of five. Well, no. Like if you're all pissed off about your contract, go out and play well. How about that? Here's here's the thing. So. Two things that this Jalen Smith contract does. For one, Jalen Smith was at, in the fifth year of his contract. Yeah. It is the time to sign him. He did it right. Um, but this goes to show it from, from the Dallas perspective. 
Um, they have a lot of players to sign. Mm-hmm. Can they sign them all? I don't know they can. I don't think they can. Because I actually forgot about Jalen Smith. We got yeah. we got so caught up in, in Dak, Cooper, and Zeke, I forgot about Jalen Smith. And really, this Dak Prescott thing, Dak Prescott out there requesting, you know, 30 or $40 million <laughs> a year, um, I, I was laughing. As soon as I saw that, I was like, God, whatever that guy is smoking, I, I mean, just can he just pass some our way? Because I want to be that freaking high at some point. Um, just just to say I experienced in my life, because I don't even do drugs, but goddamn, that stuff must have been really, really, really good. Um, I, you know, I, I think they're going to be able to re-sign. They're, they're probably going to make a deal on a Cooper. They're probably going to be able to make a deal on Zeke if he, you know, quits being a baby. Uh, but as far as the Dak Prescott deal, $40 million a year ain't happening. Especially against no. the cap. They're, they're not going to take a $40 million cap hit. You kidding? I mean, the cap right now is, what, 186 So So you're going to give up $40 million of 186 for one guy. Well, just do the, do the math. I mean, if you do sign everybody between four players, yep. counting in Smith, how much money you got locked in for four players? Yeah, Smith, Smith right now, so $64 million. Tyler, I've about, about, about 11, 12 a year. Yeah. So talk, call it 12 plus 40, so we're at 52. <laughs> so... <laughs> So you're at 52 just between um, Jalen Smith and uh, Dak. And you have 50 more guys to sign. Yeah, and, and we haven't even talked about them, Cooper and Zeke. Yeah. Zeke's going to get – they're talking about Zeke being between um, Gurley and um, Bell, I think. So call that, what, 15, 16? Yep, 15, 16. So you're talking 68. <laughs> and Cooper's going to be in the it, probably, probably in the 18 realm. Mm-hmm. So, so we're 68, um, 82. Yep. So you, now you've got under a hundred million dollars for fifty for side forty for 40, guys. 49 more players. Forty nine more players. Yep. So I mean that's that's a lot. It ain't happening. No, it's not. And and that's the thing that I think that that Dak Prescott not only not only is let's face it, Dak Prescott is not worth that kind of money. No, he. I, I'm not going to say he's a bad quarterback. He, he he's a good serviceable he's, quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's not worth forty million dollars. I'd give him. Well, obviously the, the market's going up. I, I get that where the, the market's, market's at. Up. I'll give him twenty eight. I I wouldn't even give him twenty eight. I think that's crazy talk. I thought it was crazy talk. If if Kirk Cousins is making twenty eight, then no, we're not giving him twenty eight. I think he's worth twenty five. I think, I think Kirk Cousins would have gotten more if he was younger. Eh, maybe. maybe. I think that's part I think, of it too. I think he's the better passer. Oh no, for sure. And and, and I I think it really. I, I mean, what I think Dak Prescott is worth, he's not worth more than twenty five. I think that's the absolute utmost, the max that I would go. On Dak Prescott, I can but, see that too. But forty million dollars a year for Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has, you know, he had one good year early on. Last then he was year, bad, and then last year he was decent. Last year he was decent. Dak Prescott's not worth that kind of money. I'm sorry, it's just he's not. He'll never be worth that kind of money to me. Um, I just really don't buy Dak Prescott. Um, but uh, Tyler, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Um, we're going to come back. we got more news around the league. We're going to be discussing some stuff. We're going to go over the cuts. We do have cuts. To the, I mean, it is cut day. Teams are cutting players down. So we're going to go over the significant ones here. Um, and uh, we'll be right back right here on the Outside Blitz. At It's Your Time Massage, you get all the benefits of one of the larger massage chain parlors, but in a more intimate and personal setting. With four years' experience, massage therapist and owner Amanda Yata's goal is to help people in a natural way, offering Swedish deep tissue, pregnancy, aromatherapy, and sports massages. You will feel better and have more energy in just one hour. 
It's Your Time Massage is offered in-home, Amanda's or yours, with the rates ranging from $55 to $130. You get professional quality at an affordable rate. Contact Amanda today at 313-686-4347 or online at IYTMassage.com. It's Your Time Massage, a natural way to improve your well-being. It never gets and over here with that guy. Yeah, that guy. As usual, I'm just that guy. Oh, you, it's your fault. I am the uh, very sweet Scotty Freytown, and, and we are here. Um, uh, just uh, it, It's cut day, Tyler. We're still rocking cut day. We got uh, more more football. I mean, tons of news stories throughout the NFL, especially since last time we recorded, but I digress. Like, and I've been using that term a lot today. Have you noticed? Um, so, the cut day, we got a lot of a lot of teams doing their cuts early, which is good, um, I guess for them anyway. Bad for the players, but there are certain guys out there that I see getting cut that I'm like, holy crap! Um, yeah, there there are a couple surprises there. Yeah, yeah, we we see some uh, cuts going on, uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and kick it right off, right off the top. So the Ravens having, the, I feel like they're like continuing their linebacker issues, in a way. Um, first they they go out. Uh, first I want to start with the fact that they signed Paul Warlow, and Paul Warlow he retires the next day. So your your boys have that issue, and the Warlow signing I thought was a good signing. To be honest with you, I thought it was good signing for them. It made sense for them. They needed some linebacker depth. They needed a, a starter, and uh, they got one. And then he retired the next day for God knows what reason. Yeah, and Harbaugh even said in the, in the next day um, interview about it, it's like when we talked, like he seemed excited to play and right. ready to go. And do you think it was just all a, a ploy for like a job interview? I I don't know. Like what 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 does it serve him to um, join a team and retire the next day? The very next day. It just made no sense. It was just the most senseless thing. And, and the only thing I think is more senseless, and I'm actually very surprised by, is the fact that the Ravens cut veteran linebacker Shane Ray. Um, you know, the, the, this is a team that's sitting in dire straits with the linebacker situation. They cut, they pick up Warlow, he retires, then they cut Shane Ray. Their linebacker depth over there isn't really phenomenal. No, it's not. And, and so your, your guys are... I, I, I'm hoping that they have a young player that's going to step up. Um, and and they're uh, and they're hoping that's going to be um, Kenny Young and Patrick Onsweiler. Yeah, and I don't I don't know that either one of those guys is the guy. Patrick, I mean, now good. Patrick was the starter next to um, Mosley, and, and they're they're really excited about Onsweiler. Kenny Young's still that I don't want to say unproven, but he's just he's he isn't he's not all there as the main starter yet. Right, and and both did have a very productive preseason. They did. They did. I, I will. I, I know that they both had had a, a productive preseason. I, I know that they've both been really good in camp. I, I just my issue comes in where where's the depth? Oh no, depth, where's the depth? Depth wise, it's it's shot. Where's the depth and where's the, the the I guess I for lack of better term, where is the true starter? You know what I'm saying? There, there's no true starter on that team other than right now. No, but they, they theoretically could be, but. Odds aren't in their in their favor. It's going to take and time. They're going to have to develop, and I think that and I'm going to I'm going to steal one of your articles that make you do it right now. What's that? I mean, 
bring in someone that can bring in a veteran that can help teach them up, like right. uh, Brandon, Brandon Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> Brandon Marshall gets cut by the Raiders as well uh, after five months. I, I'm amazed by that because Brandon Marshall is the type of player that can still play this position and play it yep. effectively. He showed that in Denver. So he comes to th – this is – and I, I kind of chalk that one up as, um, you know, a, a crazy John Gruden situation. You know, well, I don't really like this guy. I mean, he doesn't pass rush enough. You know, and that's <laughs> the typical John Gruden crap. Um, but, you know, you cut a great player. And, and I mean, I'll flat out say great player, like Brandon oh, Marshall. Yeah. He's a very good linebacker. Um, and and to, to let him walk out the door, I hope teams are sniffing around, and I hope they're looking to pick him up, particularly your Ravens with the, the linebacker cut of Shane Ray with the Paul Warlow thing. I hope that the the Ravens are kind of looking at him because you know that, and and we we have seen this. John Harbaugh is, is something of a linebacker whisperer of if anything, uh, linebacker. He's a defensive back, secondary type guy. I don't know if you didn't go to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, you know, I I believe that that uh, John Harbaugh will be able to shake up that linebacker crew and and shape them up and get them moving. You know. I'm not a big fan of, of your coach. I'm not a big fan of your team in general just because you like them. But at the end of the day, I will say that John Harbaugh is a very good coach, especially from a defensive perspective. He's no different. And that's one thing that, that you and I definitely have in common with our teams is that both of our coaches are very defensive-minded coaches. And they're very good defensive uh, head coaches. They, they always have top five defenses. Mike Zimmer's had them for five years, you know, John Harbaugh's had him for, I mean, since almost the end of time, um, you know, or the beginning of time, rather. I, you just and on one on one sense, okay, let's let's say um, Marshall got cut for a reason. He, he, I mean, his production's going down. Let, let, right. Let's go on that argument for a, for a second. Yeah. Um, if you truly believe that Kenny Young and Patrick Onswater are are your guys, you bring in Marshall on a one year deal. Yeah, give him a shot. Um, his brain still works. Yeah. Um, have him have him sit behind them. Let let them be the starters, and then he be be the depth guy that that teaches these young kids up in in, in his tenure in Baltimore. It's a two year deal. Personally, after watching him, I I feel like his his talent is is very high. I still I think he still plays at a high level. I think he actually winds up out producing those guys. I think strictly from a cap situation, that might put him in a little trouble with the cap because we know that the Ravens are a little tight on cap. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we do know, I, I, am assuming that this was, he was a cap casualty over there in Oakland because I think his deal was, was sizable. I'd have to look at it, but, um, yeah, I, I, to me, I think it would be a smarter move for the Ravens to just scoop them than, um, than, than just to let them walk out the door. Give it, give it a chance at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose in this situation? All right, Brandon, look, I understand you're looking for work. We'll pick you up. Two, three million dollar deal. Here you go. You make some dough. You get through the season. Away we go. You know? I mean, even if I you, like it. Uh, you know, so back in 2016, the Broncos signed Marshall to a four year, $32 million deal, $20 million guaranteed, $10 million signing bonus. Um, I, I want to see what it, it I Was this a trade? Am I, no, uh, okay, so the, the amount that, that he was getting paid was just a $200,000 base salary. So he wasn't really getting paid much of anything. So it, it, he must have gotten outproduced then. It, it, I, you don't cut a guy like that who's making peanuts um, as a cat casualty. I, I would have kept him. I would have kept him. He's 29 years old. 
There's a lot of tread left on those tires. A lot of tread. What's going on? There, there's something strange going on there's there. Some, there. There's something there. I don't know. It's that's That sounds, like I said, a, a John Gruden. It's just bizarre. That's what it sounds like to me. And speaking of bizarre, um, Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, jeez. My good Lord. Let's talk Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown starts holding out because he doesn't like the helmet he's got to wear. He files two, not one, but two grievances with the NFL, takes him to court because he doesn't want to wear the designated helmet. What are, we in? Are, we, are we talking about football or are we talking about uh, elementary school here? I guess. He, had, he held out of like a month's worth of practices based solely on the fact that he didn't want to wear the helmet. I he's gonna be awfully pissed off when uh, Ty Williams goes and produces him because yeah, he's, he's getting uh, he's getting work with Derek Carr. Well, he's also gonna be very upset because because Tyrell Williams likes the helmet, and Ty- Tyrell Williams is gonna be like, "Well, my helmet's better than yours." In any case, he actually wound up getting an endorsement deal. Antonio Brown did from a football helmet company <laughs> making an Antonio Brown branded helmet. Um, obnoxious. This whole thing's like Steelers got to be just laughing. The most laughing. outlandish, childish stuff. On top of it all, Ben Roethlisberger posted that he regrets. And Antonio Brown is like the gift that keeps on giving when it comes to like journalistic integrity. Like we're sitting here, like okay, he uh, uh, Ben Roethlisberger said in an, an interview, he in a tell-all interview, he said, you know, one of his biggest regrets was that he damaged the friendship between him and Antonio Brown. We are not friends. Yeah, Antonio <laughs> Brown said we were never friends. Um, wow, that is just powerful stuff. So it's typical Antonio Brown, just you know, like I said, gift that keeps on giving. He he just keeps giving us more and more stuff to talk about. It's like it's really like he could just be an entire episode of TMZ. Like he's on par with Florida Man at this point. Don't be surprised <laughs> after this after this year, they're going to discontinue Hard Knocks, and it's going to be um we're just going to enter, we're just going to follow Antonio Brown. All, yeah, all just year. follow Antonio Brown around. That and hell, crazy ass. His team's not Hard Knocks, and you don't see him because yeah. he's just not because showing up of, because of his helmet. You know, I mean, but they, like I said, it's it's like Florida Man. It really is. It's uh, you know, Florida Man sniffs bath salts and gets mad about helmet and whatever. That's that's Antonio Brown basically. This Antonio point. Brown is Florida Man of the NFL. Um, so, so we have that going on. So, uh, another bizarre story. Um, so Jimmy Garoppolo, he goes into his first game, his first preseason game. He posts a 0.0, let me repeat that for you, 0.0 passer rating in his first game back, throws five, count them, five Nate Peterman style interceptions. Um, in practice, throws one on the second play of his return game. Um, and then when people asked him about it, about why he's throwing so many interceptions, Jimmy Garoppolo stated that, in, and why he, they were asking, why are you throwing into those types of coverages? Jimmy Garoppolo stated that he is purposely throwing into those types of coverages because of the fact that he wants to improve how he throws into tight windows. Um. What? Yeah, I that exactly what I said. Um, that is Jimmy Garoppolo's excuse for that situation. Well, that's your reasoning. You're still not doing a good job at no, it. No, <laughs> he's horrible. 
<laughs> I mean, I, 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 it's just the mo another one of those, one, probably one of the most bizarre things that I've heard in, in any sort of football whatsoever. It, it was just bizarre. Um, Can I, we get an interview from Tom Brady on, his, on how, he, how he feels on Garoppolo's up preseason? Oh, my Lord. It, it was just horrible. And, and, and like, I'm, I was confused. As soon as I heard it, I was like, really? Like, is this guy, like, like he's, him and, and Brown are just sniffing bath salts together and, you know, all that good stuff. That's what's going on. I mean, it was just, it, it, just insane. Um, so he, he claims he's doing that. I'm going to flat out say it. I think, and, and this is, this is going to be one of my bold predictions. I know you and I have talked about this on the phone. I think Jimmy Garoppolo tanks this year, but not only does he tank, the, the 49ers have such a low cap hit for dumping Jimmy Garoppolo for cutting him. It's only like a $4 million cap hit for that ginormous contract they signed him to that they should have never signed him to. I think. Jimmy Garoppolo tanks this year, and you will see the Minnesota Vikings trade Kirk Cousins with that $31 million cap hit over to the 49ers, who actually can afford that $31 million cap hit. The Vikings will save the money. But they'd still get hit. Vikings would take a pretty nasty hit. No, they don't take the hit because a lot of, in, in, in actuality, his, his contract is all salary. So if they were to trade him, for that thirty-one million dollars, they would free up thirty-one million. I thought, it was, I thought it was all. I thought it was all not salary. Well, it's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. And that's what people don't really seem to understand. They think it's like eighty-six million dollars up front, or uh, or however much it was. What the reality is is that if you trade him away, it's not a cap hit. It's thirty-one million dollars to whichever team he plays for. So the Vikings trade him away. They save the cap space. He goes to San Fran. They save the money. I think that makes the most sense, um, but we'll see. We'll see what the Vikings well, do. What'll probably happen too is Mariota will get hurt again. Mm -hmm. Tannehill's going to prove he's still a great quarterback, and they are going to trade Tannehill. Yeah, to the San Francisco 49ers. That could be a thing as well. I mean, or Mariota, or Mariota, because yeah. uh, Niners are great at, at trading for contracts they shouldn't be doing. Right. So I mean, I look at the the. Um, I look at the Cousins deal. I look at the Garoppolo deal. I think Cousins could be on his way to San Francisco, and it would make a lot of sense because guess who's over there? Kyle Shanahan. So could be a, a good choice. I think it's Kyle Shanahan over there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that could wind up being a thing. Um, now, things that aren't so bizarre. Um, Golden Tate, suspended. PED violation. His he appeals it. His appeal was denied. Um, how badly does this affect the New York Football Giants? I think it's bad because of the fact that they're losing their number one receiver. Yeah, and it's already a team I don't I don't see doing very well, and they just keep losing pieces. I mean, right? You're already without your uh, stud receiver. Um, yeah, he's gone. Sterling Shepard has to be the number one there. I just don't think he is number one. Mm -mm. Although he did get signed to that monster contract, I know that that contract was was out of control. That that Sterling Shepard contract, I I believe that that the Giants are in deep trouble. They don't have a number three over there, like a true number three. They they just don't. And you just lost Golden Tate. Now you're losing, or now you you have Sterling Shepard, who's got to be your number one. Sterling Shepard, he he's never been a number one in this league. No, um, I I think he he kind of he's kind of on par with like. 
the the when Anquan Bolden was a number two. He's a high end number two. I think Sterling Shepard is. I, I think him and Christian Kirk, those type of guys, are high end number twos. Calvin Ridley is a high end number two, but you know, at the end of the day, he's number two. You know, so it's, you're you're gonna. I think you'll see him post big numbers, but is he gonna have himself like, you know, a game? No, I don't know. Uh, the only other guy that that's on that team really that's worth throwing to is Evan Ingram. Um, and obviously Saquon will, will open some things up. So they do have some, some pieces, but losing Golden Tate in that aspect. It hurts. That's painful. That's, that's a painful one. Um, so, so he has been uh, suspended. I think it's the first four games of the year he'll be out. Um, so that signing that happened just a couple days ago, um, when I first saw it, um, they, they, did, they, they, they wrote me right into you. I think they, they wrote it purposely. What's that? So when I saw, when I saw it, it says uh, – Michael Crabtree signs with NFC. <laughs> NFC. It, no, I saw it as Michael Crabtree signs with, with NFC West team. Like, oh, boy. Oh, no. Did he sign with San Fran? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. No. But, yeah, but, but still, you can, he has to play Richard Sherman yep. twice a year. Twice a year, yep. Um, I like the Michael Crabtree signing. I, I thought it was um, – he's not a bad receiver, as much as you don't like him. As much as he had he, drops last he, year. He had a lot of drops. He had, he had drops that year. I, I know that he had drops last year. Um, the, the contract's not bad. It's a one-year deal. The Cards get a, a good receiver that they needed. I think Christian Kirk is better, to yeah. be honest. I think Christian per- Kirk, however, is more of a speed burner um, than Crabtree is. Crabtree is more of a you know catching traffic kind of guy. Larry Fitzgerald is Maybe not a catching catch traffic. Yeah. I, Larry Fitzgerald is not a catching traffic kind of guy. He's more of a vertical receiver as well. So they get that kind of slot over the middle kind of guy. I, I'm okay with this signing. I think it gives a, an additional weapon to Kyler Murray that they needed, but he's going to have to learn that offense fast. We know how arrogant Michael Crabtree is. He's got a big mouth. Um, he, now he did. He did look like a stud in those playoff games. Can we can we admit that? Oh yeah. I mean he looked Five, like a stud what, six seven years ago. No no the playoff last year, last year. I mean what we had two touchdown passes the. Two two touchdown receptions in that game against the Chargers. I guess yeah, he so yeah, did. He, I mean, he, he made up for himself a little and, bit. And but. right at the end of the year, I mean, he scored that the, well, touchdown in Week 17, didn't he? Against against the Browns. I don't, think, guys I, don't think, I don't think he did in, against the Browns, but uh, he, I he, guess he looked like a monster. He he really did. He looked like the the Michael Crabtree of old. Because I remember Michael Crabtree for a minute there looking like like a champ. I, I thought he he looked pretty good for for a minute. But uh, I, with that, I mean, Michael Crabtree goes to the Cardinals. I think it's a good signing for them. Like I said, I think it gives Kyler Murray an additional weapon. It's smart. In addition to that signing, the Cardinals went and cut wide receiver Kevin White, who just, he ha- just can't prove he can't, it. He can't do it. Yeah, he can't hack it. Uh, you know, he gets drafted in the NFL. Number eight overall goes to the Bears. And then gets hurt right away, right? Yep, gets hurt. Uh, I mean, it was, I mean, first week of OTAs. He tears his ACL out for the year. Um, and didn't make it back. When he did come back for the Bears, he was just not the same. He didn't play up to form, and here we are. And, and I mean, really, the, Kevin White just has not panned out. The Bears cut him. The Cardinals signed him. Now the Cardinals cut him. I mean, it, it, it's just a bad thing. I mean, I, I feel bad for the guy. I, want him to, I wanted him to be successful, and they were, he was the number one receiver coming out of that draft as well, um, which I thought... Uh, he was number one coming out of that at, uh, you know, the, the, as far as receivers go, he was the best one. Yeah, and and he 
He just didn't pan out. He just wasn't the guy. And and all the other receivers in that draft did better and still have jobs. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's the kicker about it. So uh, there's that. So also in the NFC West, Jerk McKinnon down to IR again, again with a knee injury, again, having knee surgery, again. Um, this to me is what happens when you take a, a, a career – uh, a change of pace back, a guy that you know is a change of pace back that has been a change of pace back for the last six, seven years, and you try and make him a number one back. Jerick McKinnon is not a number one back. He's not a bell cop. We, we called this last season when he got signed to that monster, ridiculous contract that he should have never gotten signed to. Jerick McKinnon, I, I said he's going to be hurt. He's not going to be able to be a bell cow, and he has proven that he is not going to be a bell cow. He is just not the guy. Um, and here we are going into surgery again, second year in a row. He'll be out again. He's probably going to miss the entire season again. I mean, it, at what point do you just cut your losses? You're, they're going to get they're, they're going to be at that point next year. And and I think that that also, you know, they, they have Matt Breida over there. And Tevin Taren- Coleman. Tevin Coleman got picked up. You know, so now they've got they've got two, and Coleman has proven that he can be a bell cow back. Coleman has proven that he in Atlanta when Devontae Freeman went down, Tevin Coleman stepped up, and Tevin Coleman was a number one back over there, and he showed he could be, and he broke a thousand, and he was a he was, I mean, rocking. And and Breedas was starting to prove that same thing, but right. he had the ankle injury, um, and it's everything they they he he take a game off the heel. They say, oh, we're gonna give him one more game, then all of a sudden, second half. They're like, oh, we're going to throw him out there anyway. Like, yeah. They wouldn't give him a chance to recover. But when he played, the, the, the dude can play. Brita has shown that he's a good carrying uh, uh, rusher. Um, Brita has shown that, that he can he can handle being a bell cow and being an every down back. I believe um, that Matt Brita should be the starting running back over there. But I do too. with Tevin Coleman, because of the, the uh, notoriety of Coleman, I think Coleman's going to wind up being the starter over Breida. I hope that's not the case, but I think that's what you're looking at over there. And Coleman never broke a thousand, but he never really got the opportunity to do it for a whole season either. Yeah, he he didn't. Oh, he never broke a thousand. I thought no, he, he got close to the guy was eight hundred. Eight hundred, but he would have broken a thousand if he had a full season, correct? I mean, how many games? Games started fourteen. Fourteen. I think he would have yeah. broken it. Two hundred yard games. You think he, he wouldn't put up a hundred? He's only he was only averaging fifty a game. So it, it'd have been close. It'd have been close. It'd have been tight. Uh, even then, I, I think he could have gotten it done. Um, so, staying in the NFC West here, uh, a guy that he's been a little bizarre. Um, so he he took a early in the season Paxton Lynch or in the preseason rather Paxton Lynch take go, he undergoes concussion protocol. He takes a, a helmet to helmet tackle from a Vikings corner Holton Hill. Um, Hill was fined for it. Um, so. Paxton Lynch, he, he was undergoing the concussion protocol. Now here we are. Paxton Lynch has been cut by the Seahawks. Um, they, they've waived him. Uh, he'll probably clear waivers. Geno Smith is the official backup over there. Um, so I, I guess here's my first question. <clears throat> How much of this, because it's Geno Smith and Paxton Lynch, so it's like choosing between a giant douche and a turd sandwich, but uh, realistically, how much of this had to do with the concussion as opposed to bad play, I guess that's question one. There. I think you're splitting hairs here. They're both terrible quarterbacks, and they just they just they just pick, pick the straw, 
Short straw left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just put names in a hat, and then they just jostle exactly. it around. They had a tumbler, you know, 25 balls each, and they just, like, bingo. And, oh, well. Because I'm not sure that Gino – I'm not sure I could confidently say that either quarterback's better than the other. They're both I, not they're, garbage. They're both garbage. Um, I thought Paxton Lynch was better than Geno Smith, my personal opinion. I guess. Uh, I, I – I, Paxton Lynch, I, well, I'm sorry. He had all the Paxton weapons Lynch in the world. Gino Smith. He had all the weapons in the world to um to make work in Denver. He couldn't make it happen. Uh, I I think I think Paxton Lynch has has a better arm. I think Geno Smith is inaccurate as all get out. Um, I think Paxton Lynch is is when Paxton Lynch came into the league. I think one thing that torched him really bad was his attitude because he's a freaking loudmouth. And and Paxton Lynch was saying like, oh, he's one of the best QBs in the league, and he's going to be great. Blah 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 blah. Okay, that's all well and good, but now you gotta you gotta prove it. And, and he'll get a second chance in Indy. Yeah, I, yeah, he'll get a second <laughs> chance. Um, but Paxton Lynch, uh, he he's out there. He's he's gonna clear waivers here pretty soon. Um, speaking of quarterback battles and a guy that had a loud mouth, uh, so when he got drafted, Dwayne Haskins came out and said that the lean the league done effed up because they didn't pick him. Uh, earlier in the draft, and teams were kind of balking on him. Uh, Daniel Jones got picked up by the uh, Giants. Now, here we are. The Washington Redskins have officially named Case Keenum as their <laughs> starting court- quarterback. Dwayne Haskins has been named the backup. Haskins had a bad preseason. Can we just, like, face that fact, first of all? Like, that he had, I, I mean, he was bad. Was it as bad as Rosen? It, it, I don't think it can be <laughs> as bad as Rosen. But but I, he had a bad yeah, no, it was bad. It was bad. He he was throwing picks left and right, not reading defenses right. He didn't know how to handle it. And and I had said, you know, we, when we had watched the Ohio State Michigan game, um, you know, we we were sitting around watching that game. It was uh, we we did my friends giving meal and all that jazz. And I was saying, neither one of these quarterbacks, whether it be Shea Patterson or whether it be Dwayne Haskins, neither one of these quarterbacks know how to read a defense. Neither one of them, and and so we were watching. And we're like, man, these guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't know what the hell they're doing. They're they're just lost. So when we were watching the the uh, uh, that game and seeing Dwayne Haskins, I I believe that a lot of Haskins' talent and a lot of his stats and his numbers and all the cool things that he did over there in Ohio State, I believe that a lot of it had to do with the system of Urban Meyer. No, oh, of course and, it did. And and I, I think that, that he was just clueless and lost and, and he was just kinda of going through the motions and Urban Meyer kinda of set him up for success, but now here we are and Haskins can't hack it in the NFL. Um and I don't think Haskins will ever hack it. I think he is he's gonna wind up coming in. I think Case Keenum's gonna wind up getting benched and everybody's gonna be calling for Haskins to come out and Haskins to do come worse. Out, and he's gonna do worse. You're gonna see it. And it, it happens you see it every year. Everybody, somebody from the draft comes out, you know, the, the old draft day, uh, uh, you know, that movie draft day, the old line is, every year somebody comes out of that draft looking like a donkey. And here we are, and and I think the Washington Redskins are going to come out looking like a donkey because Dwayne Haskins is not going to pan out if he comes into that football mm-hmm. game. So, I mean, he did have a better preseason than Garoppolo. Oh, wait, no, I forgot. That, those pads were on purpose. So yeah, those pads were on purpose. <laughs> one now, speaking of preseasons, one guy that had a very good preseason, that was very surprising and, and proved that the and league we didn't shed on. Yep. Then proved that the league didn't done f up so far anyway. And I understand it's preseason, but Daniel and he's against backups. Yep. Daniel Jones had a very, very, very good preseason. He looked like a seasoned 
veteran out there. And, you look and good. He, he made – he was – I mean, so far – and I'm just going to say so far. I understand it's preseason. I get it. So far, Daniel Jones has made us eat our words. So far. So, so far, far, he yes. has. I mean, he really has. I mean, we, we can't say that he hasn't. He played clean, crisp football. He was making solid passes out of the pocket. Um, I, I wasn't completely sold on his, his throwing on the run. He only had one pick. There were a couple of throws where – I'll say they were lucky throws where he he backed off in the pocket. You're gonna you're gonna get that though in your first game. Yeah, particularly on his um, on his uh, first touchdown drive, he looked good. The the touchdown pass, however, had it been and, and Chris Carter, you know, actually came out and pointed it out. He said, "Look, if that was any other safety or corner, if those were starting level safeties and corners that he was taking on throwing that touchdown pass, that would have been a pick immediately." Oh yeah, and and it would have been. He threw it. I mean, clean right over their heads. I mean, they, they, and you could tell these guys looked unseasoned. They looked bad, like backups. But if that had been, you know, Harrison Smith back there, that would have been a pick. And and I I watched that that touchdown pass that very first one. I was like, oh yeah. So he had a few of those. But yeah, I didn't really, even say any starting safety. Right, any starting safety would have picked that off. But I, and well, I can't say any starting safety because there's some crappy starting safeties out there. But in any case. He had still a very, very good preseason. By the numbers, Daniel Jones only threw one interception. And, and you know, he had some fumble issues. And, and some of them had to do with the center not getting him the ball properly. But he, and he you know, with the fumble issues that, that could plague him, I mean, there are other quarterbacks out there that are having fumble issues. My quarterback, Kirk Cousins, is having, is one of those guys currently. Um, but when it comes to the fumble issues, I think people are more fo- they're not worried about that they're more focused on his stats and, and the fact that he's throwing the ball well he's he's throwing out of the pocket well he's making his reads properly because of the preseason that he had if Eli Manning does not come out and perform at a high level in the first 3 weeks then Daniel Jones people will be start will start calling for Daniel Jones and you're going to see possibly another uh uh, uh another Baker Mayfield situation unfold where you see the yeah, next. That's, uh, that's and, and you don't want to compare. You don't want to draw that comparison because Baker Mayfield has proven, he proved us both wrong that he's a great quarterback. He's proven that mm-hmm. so far. So far anyway. I mean, I know we're half a year in. Okay. But Baker Mayfield, a lot of people are looking at it going, well, this guy could be the next thing. Look at Daniel Jones. And, and if he comes trotting onto that field, you could, and I'm not going to say you will, but you could, See another Baker Mayfield situation unfold where the guy trots onto the field on Monday Night Football and sets the world on fire. You could see it. You don't know, but you could see it. And and if that happens, the New York faithful will be will be very 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 happy about that situation. I, I'd be ecstatic. Right now, if I'm New York, I'm feeling pretty damn good about my how my so far so playing. good. I'm I'm feeling good about it. I think that's that just it's a home run so far. Um, now when it comes to quarterbacks, one quarterback that, uh, well, first of all, let me get to this first, because this is kind of a, a funnier deal because it, and I can tie it all together easier because that's the kind of guy I am. Um, the Jags, they cut Ohio state guy. Speaking of Ohio state quarterbacks, when we're talking about Dwayne Haskins, Terrell Pryor suffers a hamstring injury versus the Dolphins and then gets cut by the Jags. The Jags don't have a lot of wide receiver depth. So I don't understand why they're cutting Terrell Pryor. Like that's your, the thing your guess is as good as mine. That's the confusing thing to me. 
You have Marquise Lee, who's been okay, and then you have Dante Moncrief. Yeah, Mar- Marquise Lee, who just got activated off the PUP list, yeah. so he's, he's going to be struggling to come back a little bit. Yeah, he comes back off the pup list, and then and that's so. I mean, and, and you don't have a lot of receiver depth, and then you're going to cut one. I don't understand. Marquise Lee gets activated, and and that's great, but he's not ready yet. Give me a slow, give me a slow burn, get him back going. Right, full speed. and it just doesn't make any freaking sense to me. I mean, I'm just now, granted, I like Moncrief, but I like Dante you, Moncrief, but I mean, you need more depth. Yeah, too. you you can't have just two guys, and that's that. Okay, you, you tried that once with the Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. Allen Hearn situation. Pittsburgh's going to find out that one a little, a little, a little yeah, hard. Yeah, that's going to be a, a tough day at the office there. Um, it, it was just it's confusing. It's just outright confusing. I don't understand. You know, at least keep the guy for depth. I mean, and and you know, or renegotiate his contract if he was a, if he was a cap casualty situation. Okay, but um, they, they, it was just bad. I thought it was just bad. Um, what, another thing that we had go on, speaking of receivers, Josh Gordon, that, another bizarre situation, but he was reinstated by the NFL. Um, the NFL, they, they actually put out a pretty nice press release about Josh Gordon and they, yeah, they definitely did. They, they, I mean, they really talked him up and, and Roger Goodell, I mean, for once Roger Goodell was a classy individual and he went out and said something, you know, made a statement that that I thought was was just classy as I'll get out. I'm going to see if I can find that statement. But I mean, that the I liked it. Um, I, I just Josh thought it was, Gordon's one of those players. Like he's getting older now, so it's starting to um, kind of crumble a little bit. But had none of this happened, you're talking about a guy that that would be on a Hall of Fame career. Yep. Because because every time he plays, the, the guy kills it. He's a he's a phenomenal player. He understands the position. He just couldn't keep himself clean. Yeah, he understands his role, and and that's a, one of the most confusing things about like, like on on partial like I remember he 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 was the the yards leader in the league, only played thirteen games. Right, like the the dude's an animal, and he was in Cleveland. We had terrible quarterbacks. Yeah, he had, he had, it was making it happen. He he, he, remi- he reminds me of modern day um Hopkins. Just made it work with shit. He made it. He did, and and but, um, my, my, early career Hopkins, I should say. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just uh, like he's watching him plays um, miraculously. He's getting older now, and he's just over thirty now, right? Yeah, I um, mean, and, and just a couple of quotes from from that statement. He said he said he and the rest of the league are rooting for Gordon uh, to succeed, and uh, they warned that ultimately Josh's success is up to Josh. Um, I mean, we're we're all rooting for Josh to succeed, both personally and professionally. Everyone shares in that hope, and we will continue to support him at every extent possible. But as Josh acknowledged, ultimately his success is up to him. Um, you know, and and he's been in trouble over and over again for weed and whatever the heck else. And and now finally, it seems, and and you know, we've gotten this false hope for the last what three seasons now. It's been more than that. Yeah, I mean, it's it, several seasons here of him. Us trying to, to, you know, you know, get hope uh, for for Josh Gordon. Now it, it looks like he may have cleaned up, and that's great. And one guy that sucks though, and, and and we'll get to Brady in a second. What sucks though is I want to root for him, but he's on the one team that I really can't hope <laughs> for too much success on. I'm I'm hoping for him to have success, um, but you know, it it really it, it, they are right about something. It it depends on him, uh, and and. He's Josh, gotten he's gotten more he's had he's had um, more go his way and it's like he the NFL's really been good to him. I think back to a, a guy who could have had a career very similar to his that 
It seems like he got one big mistake, and they never let him back. And um, Justin Blackman. Yeah, I, was, I was just thinking, Justin Blackman. He, like, he had the one the one PED thing, and then it was done. Like, I, and maybe I don't know enough about the situation that that his was worse than others. But like Justin Blackman had had a, had a promising career, was playing very well, mm-hmm. and then he and then that that one thing happened and disappeared. They and, never let him back. Yeah, we we never heard from Justin Blackman after that. And, and I, there's I really think. not a lot of details on the on the, like if you look. No. all the reports show just being this just one incident and and done. Like there must have been more that we don't know. Yeah, because this type of thing doesn't happen. Right, but. It's 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 weird. It it is a weird situation. One guy that's going to be happy though about Josh Gordon coming back is Tom Brady. He agrees to a two year extension with the Patriots, which makes me just want to vomit in a bucket. Um, it's worth twenty one million per year. Uh, Brady, you know, it's a raise for Brady, technically, because Brady has been making fifteen sixteen per year because he wants to play with good players, and that's one thing I've always appreciated about Tom Brady. Okay. On one end, yes, I agree with you. He wants to play good players, but I do want to say that um, the the pay cut he he's willing to take wouldn't be as dramatic if he didn't have a wife who was making more money than him anyway. Right. right. I still agree well, that he would take the pay he he would take a lower salary, but it wouldn't be as bad as low if he didn't if he didn't have a bunch of money at home and already. He, he acknowledged that. He flat out said, "You know, my wife makes a lot of money." He he was flat out about it in an interview. They were like, "Oh, why are you willing to do that?" He's like, "Dude, I got." Got a hot wife that makes a ton of money, so I mean, he knew he could do it, um, and and that's okay. He knew he could get away with it, but the big thing was is that um, you know, twenty one million dollars a year. That's a really good price for a six time Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's a good price for for a guy who's who's playing still at an incredibly high level. And I, I know it's going to sound like a like a broken record here, but this tier. Um, extension coming out, um, kind of out of nowhere. It did, and he and he just sold his house. I think this could be the swan song. Yeah, I think this is going to be the final run. He's he's kind of taking that um, that Drew Brees kind of way out. I think if if Tom Brady, so I don't put a lot of faith in in Tom Brady because of all the scandals and whatever the case may be, Tuck Rule and, and Spygate, Deflategate, all that jazz. I'm I'm not a fan. One thing I can say about Tom Brady though is if Tom Brady and and Recently, Tom Brady has been winning Super Bowls clean. Can we can we say Absolutely. that? I mean, so Tom Brady's been winning Super Bowls clean, which without any scandals or anything like that. I think if Tom Brady comes out in the next X amount of seasons here and he wins Super Bowls clean, then that is around the point where I can start saying, okay, he is the GOAT. That's the only way. That's the only way. He's got to do it a few more times, and he's got to do it the right way. I mean, I wouldn't say a few more times. He's got three clean at this point. So, like, I mean, but he, so he's got three clean. Montana had four. I, I believe that he's got to do it at least two more times in order to be called the GOAT, in order to be called the greatest of all time. I think Tom Brady has to win at least two. They'll have officially had more than Montana clean. You know, because I I can't count three of those six bowls. I just can't. I can't in good conscience. I can't. But the problem is, it doesn't just come down to bowls. It doesn't come down to bowls. But uh, you know, like the Brady, the longe. I, I don't think Brady is as good as Montana. I don't think he throws passes as clean as as Montana. Yeah, Brady I, doesn't throw passes as clean as as, as Peyton. Uh, but the, it's a whole package deal. Peyton couldn't get the job done, so that's why he's kind of gotten surpassed. 
I, I, don't, like, I think Dan Reno's a better pure passer than Montana. I, but, I, oh, yeah. But I, I think Montana is, is I mean, the, I think one of the telling moments and one of the greatest moments in NFL history is Joe Montana standing there down to the Bengals, right? They're, they're, they're down to the Bengals, and in, in the Super Bowl here, they got, what, a minute 51 left? Mm-hmm. Joe Montana looks over, and what does he say in that huddle? Middle of the Super Bowl. Final drive of the freaking game. Minute 51 on the clock. Looks over on the sidelines. Points up. What the hell? Is that John Candy? And John Candy's sitting on the fucking side. The ball's on that guy. And then to go down and play like he did and put that Super Bowl oh, yeah. away. Like... That that's the type of thing. Like he's the type of player that that I I think is the greatest of all time. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind. Brady is a great player. Am I going to say he's a, a, not a great player? No, I, I think Tom Brady's a a, a a great player. But is Tom Brady the greatest of all time? I don't. I can't say that he is. Does it come down to bowls? No. Well, but two big two big things. Like, but what, what are we about greatest say? quarterbacks of but all time? What do we always say? Unless you win the last game of the year, nobody gives a shit, right? You True. Know, we we say that all but, the time. But but there are there there, there are the anomalies of like Marino's always included in top quarterbacks of all time, despite no bowl. Who also is, but is never given. Um, Terry Bradshaw's always down the list quite a bit, yep. despite being despite having the four bowls. Like, but it, at the same time, a lot of a lot of. Um, and the reason Terry Bradshaw is so far down the list is if you look at Terry Bradshaw, and, and that's from a statistical standpoint, you look at Terry Bradshaw, it's questionable. Yeah, it's and, questionable. and it's, it's the big thing that says, like, um, Bulls can get you so far, but eventually your play has got to speak for you. Right. And that's where Marino's play spoke, spoke for, for him. him. Yeah. And because another guy, and sometimes um, you get overshadowed, like, um, one guy who doesn't get talked about in the top courts of all time, well, he is. Jim Kelly. Uh, Jim Kelly is easily one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He and he doesn't get talked about it because he didn't win those bowls. I mean, it's it, eventually things got to match up. Um, I think Brady, like I said, I think he's great. If I if I, I would go Montana then Brady, but if Brady pulls it out and says, "Look, I'm going to fucking do this. I'm going to do it right. I'm going to win these bowls. I'm going to go where I got to go and do what I got to do." Okay, but Brady the, has the, the reason why I would say one more does it is because um. Let's be honest. Um, this and, is where I, I will can, give Brady. Is, I can accept that. It, what, I'll, what I'll give Brady over Montana is Brady has created receivers. Montana has had some help. Yeah. Um, and that's where I, I, I I'll, I'll give Brady that edge. Is Brady has made some nobodies into into some great into players. Somebody's. Yep. I, I can I can definitely say that. And and, and Montana's had has, has had a because I mean that franchise he and, and Rice. And as soon as Montana left, they didn't miss a beat because they brought in uh, Steve Young. Steve Young. He yep. came in and got the job done. And, and and that's where I'll give Brady a lot of credit. Like Brady creates players, and Breeze is the same way. And, and, and Rodgers. I think I think one of the big questions for me regarding Tom Brady, and and so a big difference between Montana to Brady is Montana had what two or three different coaches in his his tenure in San Francisco. Very true. Brady has had the greatest coach of all time. So how much of it is Bill Belichick? And that's a question that's never been answered. That's a question that, that we've never seen answered, that people have asked for years, but we've never seen that question answered. How much of this is Bill Belichick versus Tom Brady? Do you think we'll ever get to find out? What was that? Do you think we'll ever get to find out? I don't think we will. 
I don't. I don't think Robert Kraft will. Ever I think we got. I think we got. Go. I think we got glimpses of it though, in the sense of where every time Brady went down, the quarterback that come in did great. Yeah. Whether it be Brissett or Garoppolo, but from a longevity standpoint, um, it was up. Oh shoot, what's his name? Um, the guy who Brady went off the entire year. They went. They went the Chiefs afterwards. They went eleven five, missed the playoffs. Oh, Matt Castle. Matt Castle. He he played great. He played well with yep. the Chiefs and well, I don't know. Matt Castle, he played well with the Patriots. He got them in the playoffs the one year, right? They went 11-5 and five and missed the playoffs. So it, I'm, I'm going to yeah, call it a playoff playoff appearance yeah, at this point. Because 11-5 and missed the playoffs, that's just bad luck. Yeah, that's that's if you if you go 11-5 and five and you miss, there's a problem there. Um, the AFC was just so freaking stacked, stacked that year. Yep, yep. And, and I, Matt Castle, he played well. He played well with the Patriots. So, I mean, it, like I said, the question is, how much of it is Brady? How much of it is Belichick? So that's going to be a question. But when we're talking about greatest of all time, to me, it's Montana all day. Now, when we're talking about the Patriots, we, we had a couple of things. They, they were making moves this past week. They, they were making a ton of moves. First of all, they go out and they release punter uh, Ryan Allen after six seasons. Uh, damn good punter. He's a cap casualty in this situation. They're, they're a little tight on the cap at the moment. They, they go out and cut him um, prior to cut day, uh, which was a sad story. I, I I actually liked him a lot. Then they go out and they trade for the Ravens, uh, Jermaine Illuminor. <laughs> um, the Ravens fleece. And, and we, I mean, you can't really tell yet because, because the guy no, is a rookie. Yeah. The guy's a rookie. Um, he was apparently going to get cut from the Ravens. Patriots dump a draft pick for him, an undisclosed draft pick. They scoop him up um, to play on their offensive line. Whether or not he's going to be a starter is yet to be seen, but I know that there's some injuries on that O-line. So he will probably be starting in week one, but they scooped him up to uh, play in in uh, that starting role. The last thing nope. is you're mistaken. He's this is third year. The Ravens, Ravens know what they got, oh. and that's why they traded him. Well, maybe you know Bill Belichick likes to do strange things. True. So I, I mean, we'll we'll but, have to see what he does. And we were talking about this before we went on the air, and I, and I you don't got it in your list, but a muscle a couple weeks ago, Ravens hit um traded their. Uh, Hidden commodity kicker over to the uh, Vikings for a fifth rounder, which is um, highest that a team's gotten for a kicker in it was like forty years or something. And craziness. he is not panning out right now. Corey Vedvik, uh, Corey Vedvik goes over to the Vikings, and he's been missing kicks like crazy. And but and but, but before that trade, like he was like he was looking like, like an absolute stud. Yeah. And what the point I want to make here, and I won't talk, touch on it too much, is so far, and there's still a whole season to go, but. From an off-season perspective, um, new GM uh, Eric DaCosta is doing exactly what you want your your new GM to do. He's, he's making the right moves so far. Yep, and, and that could be a lot of lot of uh, a learning curve there. And then, but one of the interesting things being back on the Patriots here, um, Patrick Chung indicted on a charge of cocaine possession. He's obviously fighting that. He he has said no. He pled not guilty and. No, it's flower, man. Yeah, so and he's and, a he's a he's a good player too. That, that's a, that's a hit to that defense. Uh, and and the question is, is he going to play? I mean, he's been indicted. He hasn't been suspended yet. There's been nothing put out there as far as disciplinary action. Patrick Chung, if he goes, if he gets lost for the Patriots, that's that's going to be a huge oh, issue, massive at safety there for for the Patriots. So that is a thing, and and it, it's just. You know, again, like out of nowhere, very bizarre story. Just you, you don't want to lose um, 
you don't want to lose a player the caliber of Patrick Chung. You really don't. No. Um, now, speaking of players that are going to be lost, uh, Broncos tight end Jake Butt. He's having minor knee surgery, they're saying, but they're saying that he could miss the first couple of weeks here. Um, it's, you know, it, it is a bad thing for the Broncos, but it's not a bad thing for the Broncos. The big problem for the Broncos here is they have, or the big issue is they, they wanted to have the double tight end set. Um, Jake Butt's a very good tight end, played at the University of Michigan. Uh, he did get some reps last year, but uh, they have Noah Fant over there now. Mm -hmm. And Noah Fant is, is you know, going to be the guy, but if you're going to want a double tight end set, um, you got to have Noah Fant and Jake Butt both on the field. So that's going to be a, uh, a tough little battle. Um, it's going to be an uphill struggle for Jake Butt coming back um, from that. Also, more injuries. Amari Cooper has uh, plantar fasciitis. Um, you know, it's not a huge deal per se. Um, it, it, it's not horrible. With it happening as early as it did, I think it's, he's going to be just fine. Yeah. Because it, it kind of is a few weeks to kind of get over it. But Well, not only that, plantar fasciitis is a recurring thing. He's got to have a particular insole in his foot and whatever, or on his, in his shoe and for his foot and all that. Um, you know, I, I, I personally have the, the plantar fasciitis stuff going yeah, on. Aaron does too. Yep, and, and it sucks, and you gotta, you got to get the, the, uh, the insoles. It's miserable. Um, but, you know, you make it work. It, it could affect Amari Cooper's game as far as his cuts go. We saw how badly it affected uh, Eli Manning when it happened to him about midway through the season. It was, it was what, week six? And people were talking about this plantar fasciitis and how he was having such a hard time uh, with it. You know, it it's going to happen. Injuries like that are, are going to occur. But, uh, you know, I think if anybody can get over it, it would be Amari Cooper. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's, he's about as tough as they get. Um, we also had Cam Newton suffer a foot strain. He left the Patriots game in a walking boot um, a couple weeks ago. That's going to be a huge deal. Uh, Panthers are, are saying that they're confident that he's going to start week one. I think they're nuts. If you leave a game in a, in a walking boot, you're in trouble. If your starting quarterback leaves that way, he's he's not going to be there. Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll call in and retire. Yeah, I, I guess. I yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. had a lot of injuries himself too. In the last couple of years, absolutely. And and also another guy that that got hurt on the Panthers side of things, Graham Gano gets placed on IR. It looks like Joey Sly is to kick the field goals, but Graham Gano on IR. So I mean, they they lose arguably one of the best kickers in football right now. I mean, Gano has been solid for for the last two three years. He win Carly Lloyd. Oh jeez! Hey, I'd be pretty excited that happens though. But it'd be a it'd be a new change. Yeah, and teams have been offering Carly Lloyd. She goes out and she she kicks a, a bunch of, uh, I mean, fifty five yard field goals. She was blasting. Now, not not take away from her because those are big kicks. But the way she was, um, her stance was more of a kickoff. She had a right. lot of steps there. Right. Um, if she can, if she can reduce those steps and do a, the traditional way you need to with a, with a rushing defense coming at you. Yep. And still kicking fifty yarders, then sure. If she can, if she can. You know, yeah, lower those steps and and tighten it up because, a little bit because you're allowed to take all those steps, but you yeah. know you don't have the time for it. No, I mean you got a lot of defensive linemen blitzing you at that point. Yeah, and because theoretically, if, if you could if you could bust a fifty yarder with one step, that's what you should do. And the other thing but, is is uh, you know one thing that we are missing about what she did. Okay, great, you're kicking these field goals. Good for you. What was she? What did she not have? Oh, I can't remember. Did she have a holder? Pads. The girl wasn't wearing uh, any pads. How, how, you know, great. You can kick the ball. That's fantastic. 
I'm going to see how you do it in a full getup. That's true. You know, and 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 the helmet to block your vision. And yep, I, I want to see if she can do it that way. If she can do it that way, okay, we'll talk. But there, there's some differences there. You know, it isn't soccer. You know, you're not going to be standing there. And, and there's no saying she can't do it. But no, there's but no you, saying she but, can't. But it, but it's like do anything that you're used to doing. Like now we're going to throw on all those pads that get it messes with you. Right. Learning curve to it. Right. There's, you can get used to it. It's going to take time though. It is going to take ab- time. Absolutely. Um, also, in the kicking world, uh, Stephen Hoshka receives a two-year extension with the Bills worth $8 million, so $4 million a year. Um, I love this signing. I, I hate paying kickers that much, but I think Hoshka is a good kicker. Um, I, I hate the amount. You know me. I don't like paying kickers yeah. a lot of money. Um, I, I, But I'm okay with it because with how kickers have been so few and far between in this league, and with how kickers, there's is, the to me the biggest gap between the greats and 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 um having kickers that are missing field every week right, right now. And and me being a Vikings fan, I trust me, field goals, <laughs> field goals drive me crazy. The kicking woes in Minnesota are just like I even on the like twenty yarders, I'm like crossing my fingers. You know, we're we're knowing how how few and far between kickers are. Hauschka has had a long. Solid, strong career. He okay. has not been bad in this league. Um, his numbers aren't miserable at all, and and you know, and they weren't great early on. He was, he's, he, but he, but after um, after his first few seasons, he finally kicked it in the gear. And you know, once he stud. once he settled down in Seattle, I yes. think that was that was when things started kind of coming together for him. Because he's, his first he's, couple of years, he was in Baltimore. He's like seventy five percent. Like it took him a couple of years to. And he's get been a journeyman. Play. He's been a journeyman. Oh, yeah. he, he went from what Baltimore, and then he went. I think to he went from Rams. Baltimore to. We, 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 you thought he went to the Rams. We went from yeah, Baltimore yeah, to Seattle. Seattle. And then and now he's in Buffalo. I mean, he's been around for a little while here. Yeah. I mean, there's he's a hell of a kicker, though. He's got a great leg, good strong leg, can make 50-plus yarders. I like Hauschka. Um, well, while we're talking kickers, though, i got a funny funny story for you. Oh, God. So, um, everyone knows um, Tucker's cocky. He's a yeah. confident cocky. He's not, he's not like, in your face a dick about it, but he's, he's cocky. Yeah. Um, over the summer, he um, beginning in training camp. He posted a video of him kicking a seventy-five yarder. Like, that, damn, that's yeah, and, and, and he and he had just and he had room too. Like, right. He, he was in shorts and a t-shirt, no no pads. I'm like Tucker, I love you, but I don't know if you're gonna kick a seventy-five yarder with your pads. <laughs> yeah, on. that's not much of the car, to the Carly thing. Mm. Like, you're gonna lose some distance, but either way, it's still a hell of a kick. But like, like Tucker, you know you know what you're doing. You're just trying to stir the pot. Yeah, he's just trying to make <laughs> make trouble. That's all he was trying to do. It's, like I. Uh, he's a competitive cocky. That's why. Yeah, like, and, and that's I, I okay. like competitive cocky. Not like your, uh, like your loudmouth, like like Ocho Cinco cocky. Like, yeah, you don't want. That's that. where you get trouble. Yeah, but and I, I like Justin Tucker is, and ultimately he's proving to be worth every penny that they've they've given him too. I and I don't like the money that they gave him. It was at five million a year, I think. Yeah. Gave him. Um, I didn't like the money that they gave him, but hey, you know what? He's come through for them in a lot of pinches, other than on extra points against the Saints. But I digress. One time, and <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist that one. Um, so we've got a few other things going on. The Titans agreed to an extension uh, with center Ben Jones, thirteen point five million over two years. That's I a great like center. Ben Jones. Ben Jones, good center. He's he's one of the top centers in the league. Um, plays good ball. Uh, I love this signing. I thought it was brilliant. Um, 
he he's going to be a stud. He's already is a stud, but he's going to wind up being being a long term stud for them moving forward. And they're going to need extra help while uh, Luan is uh, serving a suspension. Yep. So Luan will, will serve his, his suspension, but uh, I liked the re-signing of Jones. No, that, that was a, that was a very smart re-signing. Yep. And it wasn't it wasn't humongous. It wasn't a big re-signing. He's got and he's still kind of young. I think he's 27, 28 years old. So he's still got some time. He's starting to hit that prime. We're going to see if he's going to be. You know the the uh, I guess center of the future for them if they're going to continue keeping him until I see he's thirty five. What Is it center of the future? Yeah, you like that? You like that? <laughs> um, Speaking of centers, though, the, um, who's now the highest paid center in the league? Rodney Hudson. Um, Raiders are building their what, which is what you should do. Um, you got your you got your your most expensive piece in your quarterback. Yep. You got to keep him safe. Yep. Something that um, the Colts realized in the last few years. Maybe we should protect our investment. Yes. It's like if not having a good old line for your expensive quarterback is like I'm just going to leave my garage open with all my expensive toys. <laughs> well, I'm going to work, guys. Well, and that's the thing. Like teams are are um, making there's there's been a recent run on interior offensive linemen. I don't know if you yes. noticed that. Uh, Vikings going and picking up Garrett Bradbury. Raiders going and picking up Rodney Hudson. There's some re-signing Rodney Hudson to a 33.75 million dollar extension. Over ben three Jones years. getting re-signed. Ben Jones getting re-signed. So I mean, and you you have um, that type of thing going on. On top of it, uh, the Patriots uh, went and picked up Russell Bodine as a center for them as well to protect Tom Brady. So they they only deal a sixth round pick for Russell Bodine over the Bills, so the, the Patriots kind of get a steal because Bodine is good center. Mm-hmm. So so here we are, um, the center's going. I think the Rodney Hudson re-signing was a smart re-signing. He's a good player. They're going to have a good long-term guy there, um, I, I think, for the next three years and further on. I think they're going to wind up giving him even more of an extension as long as he keeps playing at that level. I don't think there's any – there's no reason to believe he won't, really. Agreed. Uh, I, I really uh, like him a lot, and – we, we did have uh, Josh McCown was a big story a couple weeks ago. He signed a one-year, $2 million contract with the Eagles. Um, the Eagles are, I, I guess they're trying to set up an insurance policy for Carson Wentz, uh, injury-prone guy. We, we know yeah, Carson so, Wentz. So when Wentz goes down, and, um, it's going to be the Josh McCown show after week 12. Yeah, it's, and then we might see Josh McCown do exactly what Nick Foles did and go win a Super Bowl, which I just hate. Could you imagine Josh McCown won a Super Bowl? I would be so upset. Like, like ignoring the Eagles. Like, I know we hate the Eagles, but just in general, like, Joshua Town, 16 teams, 17th team later, oh he wins the big one. Gosh, I hate it. I hate it so much. And, you know, it, it's just so Trent Dilfer. It really yeah. is. It, it really is. It's so Trent Dilfer. Now, Josh McCown is not a bad quarterback. He's a, uh, he's a great backup. I, he's, a, he's, a, he's a high-end backup. Yes. He's a high-end um, backup. He's never been able to handle the workload of being the starter. No. But he's proven to be able to come in like, Someone goes down for a couple games. He can come in and maybe get you by. Maybe get a, win a game. Cutler went um, down for the season. He played eight games. He did fine. Yeah, you know he did fine. He wasn't he wasn't great. He didn't get in the playoffs. He served as his job. He's a he's a great backup. He can get you by. Maybe a couple drives if a guy has to sit out for a couple drives. He can he can get you by. Right. He he's been named a starter in the past. I mean for the Jets. He's been named a starter for the Browns. The Browns. Yeah. He, he's he's been all over the map. Um, is McCown great? No. Is he a good backup? Yes, is he is he the kind of guy that you're gonna you know say hey I'm gonna put my franchise on your back? No, no, guy's forty years old. He's on the ass end. The Eagles actually do have a shot to win the bowl this year. I mean they're 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 playing. They they've got a good team over there. A lot of it depends on Carson Wentz. Depends if he can stay healthy. Yep, but uh, ultimately 
McCown is the the new backup over there. The Dolphins, uh, well, first of all, speaking of, uh, um, I just lost my train of thought. Holy smokes. Uh, well, we'll talk about the extension. The Dolphins extended Jakeem Grant four years, $24 million. Uh, I'm okay with this signing. Jakeem Grant is... It's a little little much. You gave him a little much. I'm like, I'm okay with it. He, he played decent last year. He's not I, I, I would have been more okay with um, four years 20. I, maybe four years 19, 18. Yeah, I, I'm not, I don't buy giving him $6 million a year. I don't. I, I, he didn't... He's not a number one over there. No. Technically, it's Devontae Parker still. But, I mean, Grant is... is He didn't play that well. I mean, I, I, that's what blows my mind about about this signing. Um, I, I just don't buy it. I don't. I don't think that that either one of the quarterbacks over there, whether it be Ryan Fitzpatrick or Josh Rosen, is going to be able to uh, uh, make him good or, or whatever the case may be. To me, he's three. Who's number two? To me, Balage is better than Grant. But Balage is a running back. Am I thinking the wrong guy? Yeah, Balage is a running back. But I mean, look, twenty-one receptions yeah, for two hundred sixty-eight yards. I'm, I'm thinking the other Grant. Yeah, Jakeem Grant, twenty-one receptions, two hundred sixty-eight yards. He's still three. He's still behind Alan Hearns. Oh yeah, Hearns did get signed over there, but are I mean, are you putting that much stock in Alan Hearns right now after the leg snap? You know, he really is. I mean, but, but then you're talking about Albert Wilson versus Jakeem Grant. Like, I like you, Wilson. I mean, let's let's just say, are you putting that type of of stock in Kenny Stills? I'm not. Is Stills still there? Stills is in Miami. Are you putting that much stock in Kenny Stills? I'm not. You know, I don't think Kenny Stills is is that good of a receiver either. Kenny Stills has been a career number two. Uh, I, I don't. I can't say that I believe in Kenny Stills before Jakeem Grant, but I, I just don't buy giving him that kind of money. I don't. It's a, it's, it's a bit much. It is. It's a ton. And Kenny Stills had, I mean, last year he had 553 yards, uh, six touchdowns. Kenny Stills was, was supposed Kenny to be Kenny Stills is on the hot list for being cut today, too, by the way. Yes. So, I mean, I did, I don't, probably because of the grant contract. But, Possibly. But, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I just, I don't buy giving, giving a guy, an unproven guy, $6 million a year. That just sounds like a mess. Um, another guy that got, that got signed, Theo Riddick gets cut by the Lions. Broncos sign him to a $2.25 million contract. I love this signing. It's a great signing. Um, so, Theo Riddick is, is a good player. Um, the second they brought in C.J. Um, Anderson, uh, granted, granted, they are different players. Right. The backfield was getting messy. And yes. Theo Riddick was looking more and more like a cap casualty. Yep. And that's um, basically what he was. When, when he got cut, I knew for sure it wouldn't take long he'd be on a new team. He's a, he's a good player. He's a good change of pace guy. He's 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 good. He's good in, in, through the air as a receiver as well. Yes. Um, but Lions backfield is starting to get messy. To me, Theo Riddick. So if you look at the Lions backfield, with you, you have Carryon Johnson, which is fine. You have C.J. Anderson, which is fine. That's your big one-two punch. Being that's your one-two punch. But but the the thing about that gets me about this running back fiasco over there is so they they this past week Zach Zenner gets cut by the Lions. They cut them both, and they cut Theo Riddick as well. So you you cut Riddick, you cut Zach Zenner. I, I guess I have questions. A, who's their number three over there? I mean, that's that's question number one. Tyler, you can grab that information. Uh, yeah, I got it right now. And but on top of it all, uh, you know, Theo Riddick, I think was was a good change of pace back. I think he was a cap casualty. Two point two five is a pretty good price to be paying for that guy for a year. Um, he's not going to be a bell cow. He's not going to be the guy you're gonna you're gonna you know 
slap the ball in his gut and say, "Hey, take it, take it up the middle." But you know, I you know, realistically, they, they, they don't. Really have, they have Mark Thompson, Ty Johnson, Nick Baldwin, and Justin Stockton. Like, so they don't have anybody good, really. I guess. I, I, what was Theo making before he got cut? Was it was he was, about the same? So I mean, it is a lot to pay your number three guy. But I mean, he's he's. I look at him like like a poor man's Reggie Bush. Yeah, you know, you know that's kind of where I take Theo Riddick. I, I take him as like a poor man's Reggie Bush, a poor man's uh, Jarek McKinnon. You know that that change of pace back. That that's kind of what you're looking at there. Um, and uh, Darren Sproles, he kind of he kind of hits that spectrum. That poor man's Darren Sproles. Um, I, I think he. He's going to be a great change of pace back for the Broncos. I think it gives uh, uh, Joe Flacco another weapon over there. Um, eventually, Drew Locke a new weapon over there, and it'll it'll help uh, ease uh, Philip Lindsay back into the game. Right, and Lindsay coming off the he's, hand injury, he's going to be a great player this year. But he was hurt, and he's got to ease him back in. Right, Lindsay's going to be the guy there. Theo's not going to be the number one. Yep, Philip Lindsay has earned his spot. So I mean, I'm I, not even sure if Theo's going to be number two there. In all honesty, no, I don't think he'll be number two there. He'll, he'll be a spot player and just kind of as we need some extra, exactly. more, of a, more of a spread play. You'll see him out there. Yeah, you'll see him out there. You know, a little, a couple of catches here and there. But I don't, I don't think you're going to see him taking carries out of the backfield or anything like that. Not many. No. So uh, because Royce Freeman's going to be, yeah, going to be and Royce well, Freeman is actually really good. And still Devontae Booker. Yep, Booker's a good player too. So I'm kind of surprised they brought him in unless they're thinking him more be a receiver. Yeah, and which tells me that Devontae Booker might actually get cut. It's possible. Yeah, it is a possibility. Uh, another guy. Now something that went on um, more in the Lions camp. There, Damon Harrison gets extended one year, eleven million dollars. Um, the Lions are are they're flirting with the cap. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they really are. They're flirting with the cap. Uh, they go and sign uh, Harrison. Snacks gets that, that big deal. Um, I like it. I, I like the extension. I don't know that I like the price. I don't know that I like the short time frame. So you got him for this year. The, you price, got him is for next cl- year. the price is close. It's not incredibly far off. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I would have done more of two years, maybe. I, I, I would have tried to get him for longer. And, and the question then comes, what that tells me, because they're extending for one year, I think Matt Stafford is on borrowed time. That's what it tells me. I, yeah. I think I think with that big contract, that twenty-seven million dollars that they that they're paying Matt Stafford um, this season, I think he's on borrowed time. I think the the there's a realization there that if he doesn't come out and perform at that high level, that you know the Lions are in trouble. And I think there's that realization that the the window's closing on Matt Stafford. They're really the window is closing. Um, I could see Stafford going out the door, and and them going and, and trying to to start you know and, and they can't send him out the door this year because if they they send him out the door this year they take a twenty three million dollar cap hit. He'll he'll, he'll, he'll end up playing out his contract and then you're looking at thumb life after Stafford. Now, yeah. now next season if you dump him you take a seven million dollar cap hit. It seems a lot more realistic, you know when you're when you're looking at the grand scheme of things. Take a seven million dollar cap hit. So, it's, still, it's still it's still a chunk though. It's a chunk, but it's not at like an outrageous chunk, and that's only for a year. He goes Stafford goes into a contract year next year. So, so so I think you let him play it out, let him play it out this year, see where he goes, and then they they could send him out the door. So that could be a thing. We we have to pay attention to that and see where you know that is. But you could see Matt Stafford go out the door because the Lions are trying to sign other parts. They have a lot of offensive line trouble over there. They're over here signing defensive tackles to $11 million contracts. There's questions. 
there are questions. Now, um, we did have a, f uh, have a few, um, uh, we had another injury go on, Rashid Hagman, he suffers a stinger, he's a, a brand new addition to the Falcons, uh, he had a stinger, neck. it was a, a pretty nasty neck injury against the uh, the Redskins there, um, he got carted off the field actually. It's a it's a bit of a hit too for a team that's defense does struggle yeah, every year. Every year. Every year. Not as bad as the Chiefs last year, but no. still very bad. But Hageman, uh, good defensive tackle. Mm -hmm. Very good defensive tackle. Um, they they expect him to play in Week One, but he did suffer a, a pretty nasty uh, little thing there. Eric Reed also had uh, a nasty hit on Ben Watson late. Watson came off the field, but he turned out to be okay. Um, Eric Reed is going to be fine for the the late hit on Ben Watson. You gotta be careful out there, Ben Watson. Um, you get hit like that, you might turn to dust. Yeah, Ben, yeah, ben Watson. <laughs> yeah, guys, old as dirt. Um, now we we did have uh, a, a cut happen with the Broncos. Sue Cravens he gets cut uh, ahead of cut day. Um, Sue Cravens goes out the door with safety. Uh, I expected a lot more out of Sue Cravens. I really yeah. did. You know, I had him. I had him projected. I think last year going in second round. I think um, I'm surprised they cut him. To be honest, I, I expected a lot more, and uh, he'll he'll catch on somewhere. But uh, I, yeah, Cravens he's a good player. Uh, two guys that ahead of cut day are sitting on the block right now, and and they're they're as of this moment they're still on the block. Josh Doxson sitting on the block, and Laquan Treadwell sitting on the block. Now both those guys could take those cap hits away if they can properly trade them. Vikings have been showcasing Treadwell in preseason. Josh Doxson, we know that he's played as a starter for the Redskins, um, and now he's with the Raiders. The Raiders are not giving any indication of what they're doing with his future at the moment. Dron Gruden is playing it very close to the chest. Uh, realistically, Doxson and Laquad Treadwell, both on the block. Do you see either of them going anywhere? Doxson could. You know, um, Treadwell? He, um, he, he, Doxson's had, had, a, had a history of being a starter. He can yep. play that. Treadwell continues to give no one any reason to, to waste any draft picks on him. Right. I don't blame Minnesota for trying to get something out of him. Deal him. Yeah. They're like, hey, if we can get a 6-7 round draft pick at, at bare minimum, they didn't sure. Pick, they did not pick up his fifth-year option, um, so he is just hanging out. So I I think they try to trade him. If they don't hear anything by 355, they're going to take the cap hit. Yep, they're just going to take the cap hit and deal with it. Well, I don't know if they're going to take the cap hit, because if you cut him, you take $9 million cap hit. Vikings are, I mean, literally on the cap. So if you if you keep them, then you're fine. If you cut them, you take the cap hit. But you want to pay him just to sit, just to ride the bench at this point. I'd rather him ride the bench and take the cap hit and let him see his way out than anything. So that that is a thing. And last but not least, a, a bizarre story I wanted to talk about. Um, so the Raiders and Packers go to Winnipeg, Canada for a preseason game. Um, on an 80-yard field they played because they were concerned about the positioning of the goal line posts. So why did they um, go to go to Canada for the game to begin with? I, I don't know why they went to Canada. I think it was more of a PR move than anything. Um, but at the end of the day, the they, they go to the the this field, and they, they were concerned about the condition of the field. So because they were concerned about the condition of the field, they moved the goalpost to the 10-yard line. So they played on an 80-yard field. So once you hit the 10, that was the touchdown point. I guess with it being preseason, I don't care all that much. Like I don't care, but here's my thing. So I'm starting to believe that the expectation when it comes to the NFL, the expectation is I am going to um, 
I am going to bring the NFL in and maybe they'll fix my field. And, you know, they, they go to this, this Canadian field in Winnipeg and it's a, it's a crappy field and they were expecting the NFL to fix it. And the NFL was like, no. And the NFL left, you know, and, and the NFL played, you know, on the 80 yard field and said, we're not fixing squat. Or, or when you go to uh, last year in Mexico, year in Mexico, yeah, they you, they had the they they, relo- they relocated they, the game. Yep, they relocated the thing right back to California and said, oh yeah, we're we're leaving. I don't blame them. I can't blame them because the field was garbage. And if they the expectation is the NFL is going to fix up our field, well, no. I think one of the expectations is either the NFL is going to fix fix up the field or a team is going to emerge. And I understand the NFL is trying to expand. They're trying to get out to England and. They're trying to get some Canadian teams because they don't have a Canadian team right now. Um, I'm more okay with the Mex- Mexico and Canada team than I am an England right, team because, right. from like a from like a time zone perspective, like it's more doable. You're not going to get players moving their families over to England, right? That's kind of what we're dealing with. So, but anyhow, um, with that, we are uh, going to be getting off here, um, Tyler. Big bachelor party today. We got stuff to do. Yep, we got we got downtown to do, and I hear Maybe. my. I hear my screaming child in the background, which is always a good time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in any case, uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the news we got around the league. Um, that's going to be all for our show. And we will be uh, right back here on Wednesday night before this season actually starts. We are going to make our predictions uh, for Thursday night football and beyond the season. We are back to football, Tyler. Back to football. Where's that? What's that? Uh quote from a uh, hangover we are back yeah, we, we are back <laughs> so um ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for listening um once again my name is the fabulous scotty freytown i'm here with the tenacious tyler dean the very uh testy tyler dean today and uh thank you so much for listening and we will see you again here on wednesday right here on the outside blitz Join us soon on the Outside Blitz, and be sure to follow on Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Outside Blitz, and feel free to email us questions at theoutsideblitz at gmail.com.